Hi everyone, and welcome to my sauntering podcast. My name is Paul White, and I live in a gorgeous place called Weymouth. And this podcast is a collection of saunters that were born in lockdown, but it's also got some additional stuff which is just fresh, hot off the press. praying that you'll be really blessed and that God will speak into your heart as we take this journey together. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button to keep updated with the very latest sauntering podcasts. Good morning dear friends and saunterers. Welcome to a slightly breezy, slightly damp morning in Weymouth but hey it's not raining and the birds are singing my little robin is chirping away he's my dear little friend and he's such a joy anyway listen let's pray and ask the Lord to help us Lord we love you we love what you have made we love to see it all around us it's medicine to our souls just to hear the birds singing and we thank you Lord and we ask you to speak to us today through your word Open it up to us, make it live in Jesus' name. Amen. Now we've got the wood pigeons as well joining in. They are amazing, aren't they? Uh, So here we are, we're in Luke chapter 2. And this will be familiar to so many of us from carol services all through our lives, school um, carol services and Sunday school and whatever. If you've been to church at all in your life at Christmas, you will have heard some of these scriptures read. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And just to say, Caesar Augustus was the guy who is um, credited with turning the Roman um, Republic into an empire. And apparently up until that time, it had been somewhat falling apart and there'd been all kinds of divisions and bloodshed and all the rest of it. And Caesar Augustus pulls it all together, does an incredible job, but he gives himself the name Augustus, which means sacred and kind of holy and special and, you know, all the rest of it. And so what he's doing, he's changing this republic into an an empire which is governed not just by a man but by a god man and so there's this kind of self-elevation that we might see and it's been repeated so many times throughout history but anyway what he did do was bring order into the into the whole roman empire and part of that order was to do this registration thing of all the people um who were in who were living in under Roman rule at the time and so this is the context that we're now seeing so Luke is setting the scene he's saying this was a real event it happened at this time this is not a fiction this is not once upon a time in a far in a land far away this is for real and so verse 2 it says this was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria and all went to be registered each to his own town and Joseph also went up from Galilee from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. 
sorry my internet is dodgy I'm gonna just real quick do something I should have done let's just check um, sorry about that just switch into 4g more reliable out here um, and because he was of house and lineage of David, so he went to, he was going to head to Bethlehem, which means house of bread, and it's the um, city or town that was associated with David, who was Joseph's ancestor, his, um, pre, uh, yeah, his ancestor. So to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And when they were there, the time came for her to give birth, and she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the inn. Now, early traditions suggest that the, that Mary gave birth to the baby in a cave. It does sound as if she was probably alone and this would normally be a time when the family would be gathering round and there'd be people there to help and more experienced mothers would be there on hand to act as midwives and birthing partners and everything else. But the fact that Mary wrapped him in swaddling clothes herself, laid him in a manger, to me just says this is a, this is an emergency situation. This is not how Mary would have chosen it. There's no um, mobile going around the cot. The, the bedroom hasn't, the nursery hasn't been painted baby blue in preparation and little furry animals and everything else. This is a time of aloneness for Mary and Joseph. They're in a crisis situation, they're away from home, and literally she's gone into labor. They've hurried into a cave. They couldn't find anywhere else to, um, more comfortable to give birth to the child. And she's laid the baby in a manger, which no mum really wants to lie their baby in a manger, except for a cutesy photo op when the baby's a bit older but this is kind of this is the situation that this child of promise is born into and I think we should really just pause and think this is a humble beginning for the Messiah he's not born into a palace he's not born into privilege he's not born into reputation he's born into obscurity and poverty and disadvantage so let me just say this, whatever situation you think you're in, the Messiah, God's chosen one, has empathy for you because he was born in these most humble of circumstances. Good morning, Chris, and good morning, Amira, Emily, Dave. Great to see you, lovely guys. And so verse 8, it says, then In the same region there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. I mean, we know this. We could almost recite it, couldn't we? And an angel of the Lord, <coughs> excuse me, appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. Well, here we go once again. When angels show up, they're not these kind of cutesy little things that people portray as angels with glitter and little baby chubby bodies. These are powerful, awesome supernatural beings who live in the glory of God and when they when they appear in our domain, in our realm, they bring this glory with them. They can't shed it. It's part of their environment. They bring that with them and they usher in this glory. 
And so there's these shepherds out on the hillside, once again, humble guys. These were not people you wanted to invite to your house. They smelt really bad. They smelt of sheep. And trust me, sheep smell. We only see them out on the field like little fluffy balls of cotton wool, but they smell, and goats are even worse. Oh man, man, billy goat, you can smell it a couple of miles away, and if you work with billy goats, you're going to smell like a billy goat, and that's not nice. And so these are the these are the kind of humble people that you would ignore. You wouldn't invite to your party. And but the angel of the Lord is showing up to tell them the good news. It's like God can't keep this a secret. He's got to tell somebody what's going on. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, listen to this. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. So what the angels saying, listen, this is the gospel. This is great news. This thing that's unfolding now is good news. It's not just for you. It's going to be for everybody. This is going to be a global blessing. This is good news for the whole entire human race. And he says, verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a saviour who is Christ the Lord and this will be a sign for you. You will find the baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. This is their stuff. This is their this is their environment. They know about mangers. They know about straw and <coughs> animal feed and stuff like this. And so this is God coming right down to their level. Isn't that incredible? And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those with whom he is pleased. Now, we could say so much about this. The appearance of the angel, the celebration of Jesus' birth by these angels is a phenomenon that tells us one thing. It tells us that Jesus is God. Angels only worship God. And here they are worshipping this, celebrating this new arrival on the scene, this little baby who is God. And um, the writer to the Hebrews opens that up. He says he commands all his angels to worship him. <laughs> and so they show up at his birth. Isn't that amazing? Wow. So it was a bit of a noisy house when John the Baptist was born with everyone suggesting names for him. Um, but when Jesus was born, it's not even just the house that's noisy, it's the whole sky, it's the whole cosmos is ablaze with the glory of God because God cannot keep it a secret. <laughs> and so let me just say this about shepherds. I read this morning that shepherds were considered to be dishonest. They, they had this kind of idea that if they found a sheep out there, it probably belonged to them. Or if they found stuff lying around on someone else's land, it, it probably belonged to them. And so they would <laughs> take stuff that wasn't theirs. They were not allowed to give evidence in court because they were considered so unreliable. And yet, here we go. Here's God entrusting the gospel to the sketchiest bunch of people he could possibly find. And don't you love that? Because he's still doing that. Look at us. Look at us. And look at some of the preachers. Look at the ones who do well <laughs> preaching the gospel. Some of us, honestly. Scallywags. Verse 15. Then when the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem to see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste 
and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. She kept all these things. The, the word, do you know what the word for pondering there, pondering in the heart, is she threw them all together. She threw all these things together and just kept kind of thinking them through and kind of reflecting on what had happened. And you can imagine her throughout Jesus's early childhood reflecting on these things and thinking, what kind of child is this? And, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told them. And at the end of eight days, when he was circumcised, he was called Jesus. So this was the point where his name was um, officially given. And they called his name Jesus, which in Hebrew is Yeshua. Probably pronouncing it wrong. It's the, the name Joshua, we, we, we translate it Joshua, means our God saves. And it was a common name at the time. And it's still a very common name around the world in Latin speaking, like Spanish, Italian countries, Jesus. Um, and it, it's fantastic. Anyway, verse 22. And when the time came for their purification, according to the law of Moses, <clears throat> they brought him up. To Jerusalem to present him to the Lord as it is written in the law of the Lord every male who first opens the womb shall be called holy to the Lord now God had set this in law that for some reason he wanted a special claim on the firstborn son and he said that when that baby is born that firstborn son is born you're to bring an offering to the Lord and sacrifice it on his behalf, on behalf of the baby. And what you're doing is you're saying, thank God for a safe delivery. Thank God for this baby. Thank God for keeping the mum safe. But also we're setting this baby apart and saying this baby, God has a special claim on his life. Now we did that, something similar to that. We didn't make a sacrifice, but we offered our firstborn son to the Lord. And thank God, God, he, he God is... Walk, he's walking with the Lord and that's so exciting <coughs> but I believe what God was doing was something bigger in that people get complicated about the gender issues here and think oh you know what's God doing he does he like boys better than girls no there was a time when a son would be born who would be holy holy his completely set apart for him without one other, without one splinter of deviation in his heart, 100% given to God. And this was a prophetic statement. Every time a son was born as the firstborn child, there was this way of acknowledging and prophesying and speaking into the future that one day God's own son would be born in this way. How incredible. <clears throat> so... Um, to offer a sacrifice according to what is said in the law of the Lord, a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. Now, if you were poor, you brought two young pigeons or turtle doves. If you were, if you were considered to be financially okay, you would bring a lamb. And but this, um, Mary and Joseph were poor, and they brought these pigeons to the Lord. 
as an offering. Now there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon, same as our Simon, and this man was righteous and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. So he had this sense of, wow God, I believe you're going to do something, I believe you're going to deliver our nation from oppression and you're going to make us great again, make Israel great again was his t-shirt slogan and he he was called Simeon and he was praying, he was righteous, he was godly, he was constantly before God saying come on God do this thing and it happened that he was in the temple on that day because, verse 26, it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ. And he came in the Spirit into the temple. So he was someone who was full of the Holy Spirit and he came in the Spirit into the temple. When he got up that morning, he was led He would, by the Holy Spirit. There was a special kind of urge in his heart that he knew he had to be in the temple that day. And he came in the Spirit into the temple when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the law, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace. For my eyes have seen your salvation that you have prepared in the presence of all people, a light of revelation to the Gentiles and for, the, for glory to your people Israel. This is amazing, isn't it? Don't you love it when God sends somebody you've never met before into your life to bring you this word of prophecy that confirms the word that's already there, that God's already given you. And so for Mary and Joseph, they already knew Jesus was special. Now they've got this coming on the eighth day of his life. They've not just had shepherds turning up and angels in the sky and angels coming to tell Mary, angels visiting Joseph in a dream and all this other stuff. But now they've got this old guy, this old established man of God coming into the temple and saying, this is it. That's my eyes. <laughs> Lord, you are letting your servant depart in peace. Come on. There's something in my heart just to see God do in my lifetime. And that is not to, for Jesus to return. I'd be excited. Obviously, everyone wants to see that. But that he would pour out his spirit on this nation in a way that goes beyond what we've ever seen in this nation. This, that God would visit us, even in our uh, apathetic, materialistic, western liberal mindset, that God would come and visit us and bring his glory. And there's this sense that this guy had been praying for something all his life, and then he sees the first glimmer of it in this little baby and he knows this is it now he says right that's it lord my job's done you can take me home you can take me home i'm done this is great <laughs> it's all been worth it and he prophesies a bit doesn't he and we should understand this it's a light of revelation for the gentiles and for glory to your people israel it was always for the whole world it was never just for israel and that's where lots of complications kind of crept in. But we, we now looking back, we can understand that actually God's plan has always been to bless the whole world through Jesus. Verse 33, and his father and mother marveled at what was said about him. And Simeon blessed them and said to Mary, his mother, behold, this child is appointed for the fall and rising of many in Israel for a, for a sign that is opposed 
and this word of warning to Mary, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that thoughts from many hearts may be revealed. A sword will pierce your own heart also. He kind of can't help. He has to say, look, darling, Mary, this is going to be painful for you. There's going to be a sword that's going to come and pierce your own heart. Not only have you been granted this immense privilege from God to be the mother of Jesus, this Messiah who must come, but that that has a that's a double-edged sword, and one side of that sword is going to cut your very heart to the you know to the quick. And um, but he talks about Jesus being causing the rise falling and rising of many in Israel. I keep losing my place because the wind is teasing me and blowing my pages. Right. Verse 36, and there was a prophetess, Anna, the daughter of Phanuel of the tribe of Asher. She was advanced in years, having lived with her husband seven years from when she was a virgin, and then as a widow until she was 84. She did not part from the temple, worshipping with fasting and prayer night and day. And coming up at that very hour, she began to give thanks to God and to speak of him to all who were waiting for the redemption of Jerusalem. So there's another lady, again, a woman of God, someone who, since her husband died in the seventh year of their marriage, she's 80-something now, she's given herself completely to serving God and ministering to him, praying, just Ministering to God means worshipping him with song and with prayer and just devotion, being there, giving her time. She would be that lady. When, when you went to the temple, you'd always see this lady. Oh, it's that lady again. And people would get used to her and ignore her, but maybe, or maybe some would come to her and say, Sister Anna, will you pray for me? But on this occasion, she is full of the Spirit, just like Simeon. I'm sure they knew each other and they would nod politely maybe and say Mazel Tov or whatever people say, Shalom. And uh, but, they, but here she is now, led by the Holy Spirit, and she comes up at that very hour, begins to give thanks to God and to speak of him. So she prophesies and proclaims and gives more clarity about the destiny and purpose of this little baby. Verse 39, when they had performed everything according to the law of the Lord, they returned to Galilee, to their own town of Nazareth, and the child grew and became strong, filled with wisdom, and the favour of God was on him. And I just love that. I love it. And there are times we can see the favour of God on our young people, and we just need to bless that and nurture it and fan that flame, encourage them. Give them, their, when they're hungry for God, let's feed their little hearts with everything that we can give them. So, verse 41, Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year at the Feast of the Passover, and when he was 12 years old, they went up according to custom. And when the feast was ended, they were returning. As they were returning, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem. His parents did not know it, but supposing him to be in the group, they went a day's journey, but then they began to search for him among their relatives and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem searching for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. 
and all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us so? Behold, your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. And he said to them, Why were you looking for me? Did you not know that I must be at my fa in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying that he spoke to them. And, they went and he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was submissive to them. And his mother treasured up all these things in her heart. Verse 52, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favour with God and man. So there's Jesus there with an early indication of the thing that was burning in his heart. The zeal for the Lord's house, the zeal for his father's house. He would have been oh, just such a fascinating little boy to talk to, must, wouldn't he? In those early years, just full of insight and knowledge and so deeply reflective and meditating treasuring the scripture and full of incredibly challenging questions no doubt for those guys wow anyway let us nurture like i said yesterday let us nurture these young ones growing up in our homes let's pray for them intercede for them be before god on their behalf praying these guys face so many challenges don't they growing up in our our culture. I am super excited to be able to recommend to you my book, The Christing. It's a whole adventure of digging deep into the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, exploring stories that may be familiar to us, but just seeing how the power and the beautiful rich treasure of the Holy Spirit is there on every single page and my desire as I share my own stories is that we would get caught up in that adventure together of a life pursuing the supernatural God where anything becomes possible when we're full of his Holy Spirit. And so my prayer for you as you read this book is that you'll get excited to embark on your own voyage of discovery with him. But more than anything else, that you would fall more in love with Jesus. So please, if you have not got a copy, do buy one. You can get it online on all the major um, online bookstores, including Amazon, Eden and others. You can buy it from Christian bookshops. And, or you can message me and get your own signed copy. There you go. But do like it and review it because that really, really does help. Thank you so much.